You've joined the Digital Transformation Success Podcast. I'm your host, Priscilla McKinney. I consult with leaders around the globe and bring their teams through a digital transformation journey. Realizing digital transformation across an entire organization is key to business success. While the phrase digital transformation is often used, it's not always understood. So we start each episode with my brief working definition. Digital transformation refers to the purposeful integration of digital technology into all areas of a business. It goes beyond technological innovations in that it requires a fundamental mindset shift of how to operate internally and deliver maximum value to customers at scale. When done well, it results in a culture change to an environment where opportunities for digital technology are not missed, but are thoughtfully used to change established practices and processes for greater efficiency, flexibility, and profitability. You'll hear from consultants, trainers, executives, innovators, and thought leaders. We will avoid buzzwords, jargon, and leave behind our egos to help you take that next step toward digital transformation success. Let's dive in. Well, I am so lucky to be able to meet professionals in the consumer insight space and be able to hear about the stories behind how brands are meaningfully talking with their consumers, interacting with new technology, and really driving brands forward. And I was so lucky this year to get to meet Jen Liu. You're going to get to hear from her today on the podcast. And this is so a part of what we've been talking about on previous episodes in Digital Transformation Success is that it's not technology. It's not one piece of data. It's not just one team in the brand. There are so many components to digital transformation and really being able to move companies forward. Jen is going to give us a little bit of her view from her seat as the customer research lead over at REI. Jen, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Priscilla, for having me. Well, some people have not gotten to meet you in person. And so why don't you give people a little bit of a day-to-day, what you do at REI, what's on your mind when you wake up and you're thinking, okay, I'm going to get started today. What's your remit? Yeah. So on the customer research team, we do a lot of work that helps to answer questions that are coming from the enterprise. And a lot of it is focused on customers. And so we are tasked with coming up with the best methodologies and research to help answer those enterprise level questions. So for example, a question might be, if we are trying to become more inclusive at REI to how everyone is spending time outside, and that might be inclusive of activities that are more everyday, like cycle and run, as opposed to more traditional outdoorsy activities like hike, and camp, then we need to understand those customers. And so how do we do that? The enterprise will come to us asking this question of what do we need to do to really learn about this customer? And we'll design the research that helps to answer that question. Sometimes it might be a simple concept test that takes a couple of weeks. Sometimes it might be a multi-body phase of research that takes a couple of months and or maybe up to a year. And so that's up to us to determine. And we are also very skilled at translating those insights to help stakeholders understand how to leverage the learnings and um, inform their own strategies based on that. And I have a deep passion for understanding customers, especially customers of all different identities. And at REI, we do make sure that we're inclusive of different kinds of voices because that is representative of the U.S. 
You shared some real specifics about this recently. You were an amazing speaker at Greenbooks IIEX, and this is really where innovation is highlighted more than anything and, and really giving pats on the back to brands who are innovating and, and allowing their people, especially their research teams, to innovate. Can you give people just a little bit of a couple of nuggets of what you shared to the group of insights professionals about what you're doing right now at REI? Yeah, it's very interesting that the conference was all about innovation. And I think that the topic I spoke about was really grounded in basics. We had to go back to the basics about how do we really distill down complex data into something that can be digestible, and that is through telling human stories. And so I had also spoken about how at REI, our overall mission is to make it easy to go outside. We want to make the outdoors welcoming and inclusive and accessible for everyone. And so we keep that mission in mind in the customer research team as well. One example of how we manifest that mission in our customer research is when we're conducting focus groups at times when it is necessary to only focus on a group of a single identity, then we will do that. So for example, we had the Outdoor Afro collaboration. It was a product launch for the hike collection. And we had worked with this nonprofit called Outdoor Afro. We've had a partnership with them for 13 years, but we wanted to understand how do we meet the unsolved needs in the hike category for the African-American and Black community. And so we were very intentional about recruiting only those who identified as Black because they were then able to share the nuances of what the outdoors means to them and how sometimes it felt very unsafe for them to go outside and how they felt othered. And those are nuances that you might not necessarily hear if there's only one single Black or African-American person represented in a group of others who might still be diverse, but they might be less likely to share those kinds of thoughts. So we're very intentional about the kind of recruiting that we're doing to make sure that we're getting beneath the surface to get the insights that we need. I find that interesting that you think that that's not innovative <laughs> because when I was listening to it, you know, me, I do love me a solid collab. And I thought the collaborative approach really was the piece of the innovation. And I know people have done it before, but I think that you did it for such a different purpose. And I do think in terms of expanding your category, which is part of your remit and delivering quality, meaningful insights so that that team can expand that category. To me, that is innovative to say, why should we go out and recruit these very specific groups when we could collaborate with an entity who already has very engaged people in this way? I do think that's a different way of thinking. And I think it provides not only more insight, but also you gave a big amplification to a very cool group. And I, that's where I see like that win-win happening. Mm -hmm. I agree with that collaboration. For that example, we had also very deliberately partnered with a moderator who herself is Black and she is very talented in multicultural research. And so that power of collaboration was just so key because we couldn't have done that work with just any moderator. We wanted someone who would be able to create this kind of safe space and an environment where other people who are in the room were able to really feel comfortable talking on behalf of their own identity. So I agree with you there that collaboration really is key. 
Okay. So let's kind of switch gears a little bit. I really wanted people to see that framework, the understanding of like what it is you're working on, what sample of a project that you work on and kinds of difficult questions that you're asked from so many different teams at REI. And then your research team really distills it down and say, well, how are we going to actually construct this research to provide meaningful insights back to them to make their actions, but kind of moving over to sometimes you're also asked to look at the digital experience of the client of REI. So tell me a little bit about what your experience has been in there. When does it touch you when you have to actually look at that overall digital experience and how to enhance it? Let's take a quick break so I can tell you about this show's sponsor. Hi, Priscilla McKinney here, Mama Bird and CEO at Little Bird Marketing. I'm so excited to announce finally, my book is out. Collaboration is the new competition. Why the future of work rewards a cross-pollinating hive mind and how not to get left behind. So what's the book about? (laughs) The impetus was really about a gap that I saw in the business vernacular about how we need to work together to get ahead and have much bigger wins. I think it's super important right now because there is a growing need for collaboration in the business world. And I made this book super practical. In fact, the chapters tell you how many minutes it's going to take for you to get through them. I know you're busy, but these kinds of ideas are going to, I hope, permeate into your thought process and help you get ahead quicker. The first part of the book is about what is the state of affairs in business and why I believe collaboration is really needed. And it also goes on to explain these are the fundamentals that need to happen so you can have collaboration. So once you set yourself up for the win, then it's not always smooth sailing. And I finished the last half of the book giving you seven different anchors that you can use as a practical tool in order to make sure you stay on course. So in a time when business has never been more complicated, this book offers a fresh and, in my opinion, much needed perspective. It moves away from that idea of linear success and instead brings people together to give you a competitive advantage. Visit PriscillaMcKinney.com for more information. So our team does keep in mind our customers not just the current ones, but the ones of the future. And if we are going to target someone who is younger, who's more diverse, who has grown up in a digital environment, they are very savvy online. And we have seen that our efforts have paid off in recruiting those who or acquiring those who are younger and more diverse, but they are also more digitally savvy. And because of that, they need to have a seamless online experience. They've grown up in the age of Amazon where it's one-click purchase and we have to make our standards just as great as Amazon and other channels that have just been really great at digital experience. And so when we are doing research, we're also thinking about the holistic experience that a customer might have, not just in retail as it used to be in store, but also online. And so we've done a lot of work now with customer journeys with our customers and our members to understand for any given initiative, what are all of the touch points that someone sees for that initiative. So for example, we have a program called Resupply and Resupply is all about the ability to buy used gear and also trade in used gear. And a team member had come to us asking a question on how do we build engagement with the trade-in program? And so we could have done a very simple survey asking those questions of what are your motivations for trading in? What are some of the challenges you face? 
but instead we had come up with a process to understand the entire customer journey for the trade and experience so that we could have a better exploration into what are all the thought processes that happen as someone is making that decision on whether they want to trade in or whether they want to donate or they want to go to a different competitor. Once they come to REI, what are all of the touch points that they see online? Because a lot of times people are learning about these different initiatives through the REI website. So is that experience clunky? Is it clear enough? So we want to understand the entire experience that is inclusive of the digital environment. I love this. It's this approach to understanding what it takes digitally to really have a seamless omni-channel experience is so important to business growth. But I have to tell you, for someone who does not have an REI in my backyard, and so when I travel and I'm at REI, inevitably I get back and I'm like, I want to exchange something or want to take a look at what's next, but it's not in my backyard. And I'm about two and a half hours drive from an REI store. So I am very appreciative of the work that you do and understanding what is this journey and what kind of experience should I have when I can only occasionally get to your location and have that in-person experience and that immersive experience. That's just not what's going on all the time. You said something kind of interesting to me that I want to unpack a little bit because you mentioned that that people often find out about some of these other initiatives you do, like the resale type of initiative, resupply. You mentioned that people find that out often online. So what have you found? Do they find out about it in person? Do they find about it more online? Or why was that kind of the first thing that you led with? Yeah, we hear a variety of reasons for why someone might be going online. Sometimes they're just browsing. They might just be on the REI.com website and they're looking through all the different tabs and then they land on the resupply site and then they click into the trade-in program to learn a little bit more. And we've heard comments around how sometimes when they get into the trade-in experience in particular, it's a little bit clunky and it might be very difficult to scroll through all of the different products that they can trade in to see what the values would be for what they want to trade in. And so we have now used that as a learning to make that experience smoother because we know that there are so many people who are visiting our site online now to learn about different initiatives that we have that we want to ensure that that experience is as smooth as possible. So that is a change that we're making now after hearing some customer feedback that the site was a little bit clunky, that they would have a much better experience if they could just click into it, find the product that they want and find the value for it. And that's exactly the changes that we're going to be making. I love that. Well, let's just take RAI off the table for a minute. Let's just talk about Jennifer Liu. (laughs) So as you're leading other insights professionals, what's next for you guys? What are the topics that you're having discussion about around the quote unquote water cooler? You know, the water cooler that doesn't exist anymore, but you were at IIX Innovation. Was there a topic that really kind of grasped you or is there something interesting that you think is coming next for insights or for your career? What do you have to at the top of your mind about that? Yeah, there were a couple of takeaways from IIEX that really just resonated with me. One of them, of course, is AI and automation. And I'm just thinking about all the different ways that we can apply that to our own processes to make things more efficient. There was this one saying that came from a panel, and I'm going to have to double check the name of this panel, but it was about the importance of synthesis over summary and how as human beings and people who are in the insights field, our expertise would be in the synthesis area of putting our own judgment to the insights as opposed to just summarizing, which is a recap of the data that AI can do. And so that had really stuck out to me that as insights professionals, you still need that human component and critical thinking when you're taking a look at the outputs of AI. 
And so that synthesis versus summary learning was something that had really stuck with me and probably going to deploy that for the rest of what I'm doing. I think there was a lot of talk around that. And I think the idea is really embracing AI to say, look, this is taking the grunt work of stuff. It was so time consuming for us to get done. But now your team of really great thinkers is now freed up. So how are we going to critically think about what we're finding? Get that summary in front of you. And how are you guys going to synthesize that and share it with the stakeholders so that the brand can move forward? And I would totally agree. I heard that a lot. And for the people who are like, I'm so afraid of AI, you know, it's like, look, it's here, people. Mm -hmm. I mean, we didn't reject the telegraph and that was in intervention and innovation. So let's move with it. But that was really interesting. So send me the link of who it was, who will give them some kind of a shout out in the show notes. But that's such a great piece to say, you know, now we really can do great things because we finally have some of our time freed up to really consider what is this data telling us? Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. It was the decision-making is a team sport panel. Okay. I'll go look it up. I'll go look it up and then I'll add it into the show notes, but a super great takeaway. Well, Jennifer Lou, we want to have you back at some point and talk a little bit more about where you're going with digital transformation efforts as you look at the CX experience and look really understanding this omni-channel puzzle that REI, like all the rest of the brands really have to figure out. But it was super enjoyable having you on. Thanks for joining us and giving us your expertise. You can take a look and connect with her at Jennifer Lou. It's just as simple as J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R. Her last name is Lou, L-U, but you can connect with her online on LinkedIn. And thank you so much, Jennifer. Thank you, Priscilla. Thanks for having me. This is really fun. If you like this content, be sure to give us a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you downloaded this podcast. It's how people find our show. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.